Welcome to the Unconventional CEOs Podcast, an uncharted journey through the world of business, life, and everything in between through the lens of two women with ADHD. We're your hosts, Gwen and Latrice, the neurodivergent CEOs who've cracked the code on running successful businesses while managing the beautiful chaos of life. We're here to share our unfiltered experiences, insights, and wisdom with you. Whether you're an entrepreneur seeking unconventional solutions, a fellow neurodivergent CEO looking for inspiration, or someone who loves a good story, you have found your home here with us. So buckle up, get ready to laugh, learn, and if we are lucky, be inspired as we dive into the world of the unconventional CEOs and our latest hyperfixations. Now let's vibe. Gwen, I am super excited. Five episodes in. Oh, five episodes in already? Already. And I can't wait to kind of just go in on this topic for the day. Chasing the dopamine and where the hell are you like? It takes us. Oh, oh, the roads that we have traveled while we have chased the dopamine. The many roads. So first of all, let's educate our listeners a little bit. So dopamine acts on areas of the brain to give you feelings of pleasure, satisfaction, and motivation. And for those who don't know, people with ADHD actually have lower levels of dopamine. So yes, we do. Yes. So for us. That dopamine hit is like a drug. We need it and we will find it in some of the craziest places. Some of the wildest places. Okay. And some of the like, like how it shows, how it manifests too. Like before we even get down like the rabbit hole of information chasing and hobbies and things that we like start and stop. But like even just the, you did it with the singing. We have these like little tricks. I do that all day. Gosh, if you could only hear me. It's like a musical in my house. And I mean, we like, that's another dopamine hit. It makes us feel good. It gives us that sensation. That is actually us stimming. You know it that, is. Right? No, I know, but stimming creates dopamine. It does. It does. So it's, it is, a, it is in fact another way that we create dopamine. First of all, I like know all about stimming, all about it. But the way I'm going to save that because I am curious. I'm like, I am actually very curious if you would share the things that you like. <sighs> Let's go backwards before we go forwards. Dopamine, our dopamine hits. Let's talk about some of the interesting places. It has taken us some of the things that we've done just because we followed the dopamine. I mean, hobby wise, like these are the first things that are coming to my mind. Hobby wise, I decided that I was going to do art journaling and went and got all of the art supplies and I was so into finding the art supplies and the little things to do art journaling. And I watched people art journal on TikTok. By the time I got all of the things, I was like, I'm done. I like, I think I have three pages of art journaling because I exhausted all of the dopamine on just like, like sourcing things, sourcing the information, like finding inspiration. Like I really find that that's where a lot of my biggest dopamine hits come from is actually information gathering. Yes, mine's too. Like, I love it. I mean, I've done it with certifications. I mean, I think I told you like 
I went and got a Pinterest certification. Why? Same. Like, why would I feel like I needed to add that to my repertoire? You know, but I was so like into it and gathering the information, wanting to do it, like be the best at it. But it was it was total dopamine hit after dopamine hit. And I just went down this like wild road. I even part of me is like was very into this. And also like I can look back and totally recognize that it was a dopamine hit by finding the best deal on certain things. But I was like a collector of some Disney paraphernalia. And I mean, big time. Okay. And I would hunt down these deals and I would get them for like steals. And that was so satisfying to me to like feel it pay off and then have this like thing, you know? And now I hate it. I have all of these. My closet is full of all of this stuff that I just want to get rid of. And I'm like, I just don't have the energy to even touch it to get rid of it. Mine's definitely info gathering. And the way it manifests itself is I tend to buy a ton of books that I never get a chance to read. But when I buy it, I need it. I feel like I need it. I need to know. Now, what I will do is I will skim through the book and I will read only the chapters that interest me. And that is literally how I tend to gather information. And it's crazy because, of course, we tend to house random facts because we followed the dopamine one day that led us down a rabbit hole. So now yep. we have all these interesting facts that come out of nowhere. But info gathering is like my thing. And I'm same. I've done the certifications. I've started and haven't finished because in the beginning, it was like, yes, I need to know this. I want to know this. Towards the middle, it's like, okay, I'm bored. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> Like, where does this actually fit into my life? Yes. It's like, that's when reality kicks in. But dopamine also has been, has done wonders because think about it. As an entrepreneur, every business venture I started is because of dopamine, to be honest. But I have, I finally got to something that I could stick with. But me following the dopamine led me to starting several different types of businesses. So it's almost like it, it allowed me the openness to explore. Not, not being afraid, not being scared. It's like, if I'm going to do it, I'm just going to do it. So I was able to see what worked and what didn't work. Where some people tend to be shy about like, well, I don't know what's going to happen. Or I'm afraid of what the outcome. Well, what if it doesn't work? I don't have time to think about that. Because in my mind, when I'm interested in the moment, I'm just going to go for it and see what happens. So I think that's where it, it works for us. It works in our benefit. <laughs> oh, definitely. Like, I, I mean... When I, the way I started my business, it definitely was not because of dopamine. I will, I can actually say that like it was probably the most thought out and also risky decision I've ever made. But I will tell you that the growth and me learning new aspects was because of the dopamine. Absolutely. The dopamine, allowing myself to follow the dopamine is what allowed my business, I think, to, to grow because... Mm -hmm. I didn't stay like isolated in one place. I didn't follow the norms. I didn't allow people to tell me, oh, you need to niche down and you need to stick to this one thing. I started out in the beginning just doing everything because if I do everything, then I'll know exactly what I don't want to do and then I can adjust. So having that flexibility to really get into things, get my hands dirty, see what I love, what I don't love. I was able to like adapt my business as it grew and it continued to grow 
even though I was, I didn't start out traditionally the way most people say you should, you know what I mean? So that's, I think what makes me excited too, is understanding that with ADHD comes some of the benefits, you know, now of course, following the dopamine doesn't necessarily mean it's always a good thing. There are always down, there is a downside. There is a sad side because with ADHD, we are more addiction prone, to be honest, because we're trying to follow that dopamine which is like alcohol, sex, like those types of things. People are prone to become addicted to certain mechanisms to cope. Mm-hmm. But I like to focus on the positives. And for me, I see it as this has allowed me to really explore in the business world, which has allowed me to flourish and make money and do the things that I enjoy because I don't, I give myself grace and I don't stop myself from just going with the flow of wherever my brain want me to go. (laughs) Yeah, I agree with that. It's definitely allowed me to say yes to opportunities that like, or not allowed me, I've said yes to opportunities that wouldn't have made sense in like the type of business that I've had, which is like opened up opportunities to me. I mean, following that dopamine has had me be a kind of a yes person, especially in the beginning. I said yes to everything because I didn't know, like you were saying, I just didn't know if I didn't like it. So I've done the gamut of behind the scenes work to really figure out what I don't do and don't like. Also on the other side of that, like the not so positive side is like, it's gotten me in trouble in the sense of like, I, I fucking hate what I'm doing now. And how do I get out of this? Because I feel bad that I have like committed myself to this thing and doing it and, you know, but whatever, all in all, like, I still love it. I love it when I get excited about something, even if I know it's, it's, I'm like strictly going after it for dopamine. I love it. I love when I'm excited for something. But you know what, when, when we lose it, like once we're done and we are now bored, that's the worst part because even for me, I remember I used to offer a service that I thoroughly enjoyed at one point and somewhere down the line, I started to hate it. And once I start to hate something, I cannot physically bring myself to do it. That's yep, agreed. That is a problem. So it's like my body goes straight into ADHD paralysis. There's no moving. I know what I need to do. I know how to do it. But for some reason, I cannot seem to pull myself together to do it. Because now I'm bored. I don't want to. It's become mundane. I'm over it. But I know sometimes in those moments, I always, when I sit at my desk and I'm trying to figure out, okay, all the things I have going on for the day and I get in a place of like, I don't feel like doing anything. Mm -hmm. I like to see where my brain takes me, like what rabbit hole I end up going down. Because sometimes that'll tell you what you need, like what your body is looking for. So sometimes I end up on social media just like talking to folks. And that means I'm probably wanting interaction, social interaction. So that's what I am going after. So I I like to kind of sit back and think about, okay, let's see where I end up today. (laughs) That's that's actually really interesting. I wouldn't, I haven't put it together like that. I really force myself in moments like that to like tackle my checklist because like, the shame spiral that I will go on is not worth it to me to like, like that's how my brain works. If I don't get this done, then it's like, uh, then I'll, that's 
all I can think about. And then I will, there is a little bit of that paralysis, but like, that's all I could think about. I'm just kind of like, I really need to do this. I really need to do this. So I'll force myself. And I know I've brought this up, but this is where like, kind of using those tricks that I have of like putting my headphones on. Like if I really don't feel like doing something and I know it has to be done, like I will put my headphones on and I will like force myself to at least tackle a couple of those things. But I love that that tip of like, okay, well, let's see, like what am I kind of drawn to? Because that's probably what I actually need, like the social interaction that's so important. I feel like I get a lot of that though on Zoom calls and I feel like I'm constantly on Zoom calls. So I'm good on the people. I'm good on the peopling. You know what? Zoom calls are cool, but they get exhausting after a while. Because honestly, if I have a day full of Zoom calls, I can't do no work. Like I'm exhausted. No, I can't from do any work. No, I'm mentally like post after I've been on meetings all day. Yes. So in instances like that, and I've found myself, I have to get up and I have to go because there's nothing that feels good. There's zero dopamine in staying at my desk desk after I've been in Zoom calls all day. So how do you like, I'm curious, what happens when the dopamine runs out in your business? And like, like, have you hit lulls where you're just like done? Nothing feels good. There is no dopamine, but you still have to keep going. Like, how, how have you navigated that? I absolutely have. And it's funny because I remember going through one point where I told my husband, I was like, I'm just going to get a job. And he looked at me. He was like, a job? What are you going to do with a job? <laughs> like, what do you mean, sir? I'm going to work because I'm sick of this. Like, I'm tired. I am tired of being the boss. OK, CEO ain't CEO wing. OK, I don't want to do it no more. Yeah. But during that lull where everything just was like too heavy, too much. And I just, I didn't want to do it. I also realized it was a, a, a change in season. Like me understanding that my interests were changing. The level of clients or the, the type of clients I were attracting, it didn't work for me anymore. It was time for me to shift dramatically from the services to the type of people I was working with, the people I was attracting, my team. So it was a combination of things because it's true. It, you get to that point in your business was like, it's not fun. And I need it to be fun if I'm gonna keep doing it. But I had to find, I had to literally, literally sit with it and I had to start to process, okay, what needs to change in order for me to enjoy this again? You know, why am I not enjoying it? I had to ask myself those questions and I had to actually answer them. And it really was more of, I wasn't in alignment anymore. Okay. Yeah, I've, I've gone through that several times in my business and really forcing myself to do the work. I feel like w in the beginning of my business, I, I, I hit that quite a bit. There was moments where we're like, this isn't fun. Okay, found something else. Like, okay, I really hit those, those kind of lulls. I would say fairly quick. I got bored very, very fast. Now, when I hit those lulls, and just how I'm feeling about my business as a whole, I actually find it to be scarier at this point because really? there's more on the line. That makes sense. And I'm like, oh, what happens? Like to be really like totally transparent. I love the work that I do. And yet there's still old aspects of my business that are beginning to feel out of alignment. And I'm like, I feel something is changing. I feel that lull, the beginnings of that lull happening right now for myself. That's scary. That's a scary way to end the year. 
Like, I almost feel like you need to hash that out so you can go into a new year ready. Actually, I think it's a really, I think it's a really beautiful place for this to be happening, actually. Really? Like, I do, because I enjoy going into a new year with curiosity and not actually having it all figured out. Um. I'm not a planner like that. As much as I am a planner in so many areas of my life, I'm not a planner and for myself and like these expectations of like where I want to go and what I I don't do that to myself. I plan for my clients and I do it beautifully. I plan for my personal, like my family, like what we're doing here, here, here. But as far as like my business goes and expectations that I put on it, I have not done that once. Maybe because society leads you to believe that anytime there's a new year, it's like fresh start, new year, new me, new everything. So it's not that I'm a planner. It's more so that I think in certain ways, I probably bought into the hype of that. Like, well, new year, I want to go into the new year feeling confident about what I'm doing, what I'm offering, who I'm working with. So that's why I'm like, that seems scary. (laughs) But I understand what you mean. The expectations, like I have an expectation of what I want it to feel like, but like every new year, I've never been a resolutionary. Me neither. I don't do resolutions. I don't. I like, I'll set a theme, I'll set an intention. And that's kind of like where I'm like actually really happy to be at this point in this like season that we are. I have some time off coming up, you know, it's like, so who knows? Maybe you're going to be hearing from me, Latrice, and like, I'm going to be chasing some new, some new dopamine soon. Girl, you and me both. We'll be chasing something new together. <laughs> but I mean, I feel like it has, it's definitely helped on the business front to allow myself that opportunity or that space, should I say, to just be creative and see where everything takes me. And like you said, I was the same way, saying yes to everything in the beginning, because how else will I know? So yeah, for sure. I definitely agree to that. But I definitely don't want us to be going on and on for too long. That seems like a good place to wrap up. Right? Because just like us, you know, I can't listen to a podcast for more than 30 minutes. (laughs) No, I definitely want to spare our listeners if they're anything like us. So until next time. Until next time. Thanks for joining us on another episode of The Unconventional CEOs. We hope you enjoy the candid conversations and found inspiration in our unique perspectives. Be sure to subscribe, rate, and leave a review if you loved what you heard. Your feedback helps us reach even more listeners who might benefit from our insights. And if you want to stay connected with us in between episodes, you can find us on Instagram at Unconventional CEOs. We're always sharing tips, behind-the-scenes stories, and more. Until next time, remember your neurodiversity is your strength and success can be created on your own terms. Keep embracing the chaos and don't be afraid to be unconventional.